Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. King of kings and Lord of lords, we adore, we adore you, we adore you, we adore you. We exalt you for who you are. You alone are God. We worship you. We declare that there is no other God but you. We declare that there is no other king but you. We declare that there is no other Lord but you. Because you have proven time and time again that you are mighty, that you are glorious. You are not just mighty, you are almighty. You are almighty. You are all powerful. You are all glorious. You are the only one who is exalted and will remain exalted. The heavens and the earth will pass away, but you will remain exalted. You remain exalted because you alone are king of kings. You alone are lord of lords. And how wonderful and privileged we are to be able to join the heavens to make this declaration. Father, we give you all the praise. We say thank you, Lord, for giving us the grace and the favor to be alive today, to come together in your house to exalt you like this. We bless you and we worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you and please be seated. So, who are those worshiping with us for the first time today? I guess you have already, have you received a package yet already? You've received an envelope? Not yet, they will give you one at the moment. And uh, raise up your hand, raise up your hand. Raise up your hand on high. Let them see you, raise up your hand. Good. And I'm asking this before I start speaking so that uh, I can explain to you that this is an unusual place. Amen? It's a place where we want to be in the heaven's presence. Hallelujah. And in front of heaven, this is the same thing that is happening. And even more. Hallelujah. So when you come and we are rejoicing and we are shouting and we are dancing and we are jumping, it is not African. It is heavenly. Hallelujah. That is not African. That is heavenly. Amen. We are practicing already what will be happening in heaven. Amen. So learn to dance like we dance in heaven. Amen. Learn to jump and shout like we will do in heaven. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says in the presence of the Lord, there is joy and excitement. Amen. And that's what we practice now. So if you don't practice it already, when the time comes, you will be confused. And I don't want you to be confused when you see people rejoicing. Amen. Amen. 2017 is a year that is a glorious year for each and every child of God. Amen. We heard that at the beginning of the year already. And so I'm just coming to top it up by telling you today, aim high, let nothing stop you. Amen. Aim high, and let nothing stop you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because that is the purpose of God for your life. That is God's desire for your life. Is that you reach the very top of what he has in his plans for you. Amen? God's plan is for you to be your very best. So whether you are an engineer, whether you are a doctor, whether you are a nurse, whether you are a sociologist, whether you are an anthropologist, or you are just a farm guy like me, God 
wants you to be your very best. Hallelujah! Amen. 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 In other words, that whatever you achieve in what you are doing will bring glory and honor first and foremost to the Almighty God. Yes. When you do that, God's best is displaying itself in you. Yes. Amen? Yes. So get me clear. It is not when you receive the biggest salary. It's not when you're driving the fastest car. It's not when you live in the biggest mansion that you are God's very best. No, you are God's very best when whatever it is you are doing is bringing glory and honor to the almighty God and to the king of kings and to the Lord of lords. When people will say he is, she is what he is because the God of the heavens has made him so. Amen? Amen? That is what I wanted to go away with today. So aim high and let nothing stop you. The highest you can reach is to be at that point where you are declaring that what I am achieving, what I am doing is God's very best. Amen? Amen? Amen. I've listed several verses for you here to read, so I'm not going to be reading all of them. But I will explain some of them. But first of all, let me take you to 2 Peter chapter 1. Open your Bibles. Let's read 2 Peter chapter 1. And there's a verse in there that makes me excited every morning I wake up. It is my memory verse every morning. Amen? I remind myself what God has said about me. Every morning when I wake up, I recite and repeat this verse to myself and say, Jesus Christ, this is what you say about me. I am going out and I'm going to be exactly what you say about me. Amen? And I tell you, my days always go wonderful. Second Peter chapter 1 and the verse 3 and 4. It's on the board? Oh, it's not there. So let me read it to you then. Oh, it's there already. Second Peter chapter 1. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. <laughs> Hallelujah. His divine power has given me, Samson, everything I need for this life and for godliness. Praise the Lord. He didn't say I should come and beg for. He says his divine power has given me all. Hallelujah. And then he continues. Through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these we may be partakers of his divine nature. That one engineers me. Hallelujah. That I be partaker of God's divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I say to myself, if this is what Jesus has given me, if this is what Christ through his promises, through my knowledge of him, through my knowledge of those promises, if this is what he has given me, I should walk 
proud. Amen. I should walk chest out. Yes. I should walk shoulders high. Yes. Praise the Lord. I think you didn't understand me. He has given us everything. Everything that we need for this life and for godliness. And that is what makes it possible for us to escape the corrupt world in which we live. Every day you are confronted with corruption everywhere. Corruption in government, corruption in the classroom, corruption in the theater, corruption at your workplace. You are confronted with those physical manifesting corruption ways of man. But you are also confronted with the spiritual corruption that tries and pulls you down every day as the devil tries to keep your mind concentrated on things other than God. And as he tries to do that, remind yourself what God has said about you. That he has given you all that you need to escape the corruption in this world. And you can connect that to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, in which God says there that he knows your strengths, he knows your limitations. And as a result of that, there is no temptation that you have encountered which is new. It is, there's no temptation in this world which is new. Every temptation you will encounter is common to man. But he says, God is faithful and will not suffer you to be tempted beyond that which you are able to bear. But with every temptation will provide a way whereby you may escape. And he uses the word may escape because it is your choice to succumb to the temptation or to move ahead and over above the temptation. Hallelujah. So God has made provision for you to be grandiose. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. To be grandiose. And when I mean grandiose, to, be, to live a satisfactorily happy life. Amen. To live a joyous life. Hallelujah. To live a peaceful life. Amen. I called somebody on the phone the other day. And I said, why are you not coming to prayer meeting? Oh, pastor, I'm so stressed. And I said, oh, I believe you are serving a different Jesus than the one I serve. Because in Jesus Christ, there is no stress. I said, do you know 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4? She says, what is that? I said, open to your Bible and read it then. Because therein God says he has given me divine nature. Divine nature. Say divine nature. Divine nature. God has given you the propensity to participate, to show his divine nature on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute-by-minute basis, to show his divine nature. What is God like? He is divine. He is creator. God is creator. God is all-powerful. Genesis 22, verse 1. I am the Lord God Almighty. Yes? His peace God is what? Counselor. God is everything that you can think of. His character is very clearly illustrated in his word for us. God is overcomer. God is the killer of death. Death kills, but God kills death. Hallelujah. So you are an overcomer of death in Jesus' name. 
God in Jesus Christ walked on the waters. So even whether the ocean is churning itself or not, whatever it is that makes life churning and difficult for you, Jesus Christ walked over all of them and he has given you that nature to walk over all those things. God's nature is that you are an overcomer, a victor, a life giver, a person who emits light in Jesus Christ, a person who gives bread, a person who casts out demons, a person who heals the sick. You will even dream dreams and people will be healed by your dreams. Hallelujah. I had a dream the other day and God showed me two people being healed in my dream. Praise the Lord. And then I went to them just to confirm that dream in Jesus' mighty name. And it was so. Our God will do wonderful things that he has promised that you, as his son and child, will achieve and accomplish those things. I am not saying so. Jesus Christ says so. And when Jesus has made a promise, he always fulfills those promises. John chapter 14 And verse 12, what does it say? That these works that I do, you will do them, and even greater. Even greater. So whatever it is that Jesus did, you as his son, as his daughter, will do even greater things. Are you understanding 2 Peter now? Praise the Lord. I, I think you're not understanding it. Jesus says you will do greater things. And then he has said in Second Peter that he has given you his nature. Yeah. And now he says you will do greater things. What things has Jesus done before? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Somebody shout glory be, to God. glory be to God. Because Jesus, the things I read in the Bible that Jesus has done are these. He has raised up the dead. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. He brought Lazarus back to life. He brought the, the son of the woman of Nain back to life. He brought the daughter of the centurion back to life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He brought Jairus' daughter back to life. Yeah. Amen. And he brought me back to life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He brought me back to life. Yeah. Because I was dead and walking in sin. But when Jesus stepped into my life, I gained eternal life. Yeah. I will never die again. Yeah. That's me. That's what Jesus did. That's what he did for you. And you, and you, and he intends for you not only to benefit that for a few hours here on earth, for a few hundred years. By the way, I'm going to live to be 120, you know. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Say amen to that. Speak life into yourself. Amen. Speak long life into into your own body. And say, Jesus Christ says, I will live to be 120 and it will be so. Because the heavenlies, when the heavenly hears what you are declaring, he makes it come to pass. Because you know what he says in Matthew? He says, and whatsoever you shall bind here on earth. Praise the Lord. Praise living Jesus. So aim high and let nothing stop you. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 tells us what God's plan is for our lives. What's God's plan for your life? What is God's plan for your life? Huh? To give you success. Good success. That's God's plan for your life. That's God's plan for every child of his. 
to give you good success. Not just success. Good success. In whatever it is you are doing. God wants to give you good success as a father, as a mom. God wants to give you good success as a doctor. God wants to give you good success as a lecturer. God wants to give you good success as a photographer. Whatever it is you are doing, God wants to give you good success as a painter. If you are going to be a street, a street sweeper, God wants to give you good success also even in your street sweeping. If you are going to be washing the toilets, never mind. God wants you to be successful in that toilet cleaning. The point I'm raising is this. It doesn't matter whatever you are doing. When you are doing it to the point that the world can see the glory of God in what you are doing, you are achieving God's will for your life. Hallelujah. So don't let anybody deceive you that um, success is only when you have a fat account. Don't let anybody deceive you. It is part of it. God does give us fat accounts. Amen? Amen. Because he wants us to be prosperous. Yeah? Yeah. And support his ministry. Amen? Amen. And buy cars for our pastors. (laughs) It is time we buy a new car for pastor. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. So he can drive on to work and mommy can drive on to work. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's time for you to buy me an aircraft. Amen? (laughs) You see how selfish I am? Buying a car for the pastor and buying uh, an aircraft for his uh, small boy. (laughs) Ah, never mind. Because I travel more than him, you see. (laughs) But God is determined to let you understand here today that you ought to be your very best for him. Because he has plans for you to receive and to be the very best. How would that happen? Uh, So I've laid out three points that I think it is important. First of all, don't lose your soul by chasing after useless things. Okay? The first point I say, I say don't lose your soul. Mm. You lose your soul when you start chasing after the worldly things. You You lose your soul when you make that your priority. You lose your soul when you are chasing after money. You lose your soul when you are chasing after men and chasing after boys and chasing after girls. You lose your soul. Praise the Lord. Are the young men and young girls listening to me? Don't, don't start running for... No. Concentrate on, on God. He will bring the right man. He will bring the right woman into your life. Have, have, have I told you how I got married? I never told you that. God flew my wife all the way from Europe to Africa to marry me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Some of you have to come to Oyibo land to get Oyibo woman. Me, I was in Africa, and God brought her all the way to me. Because God didn't want me to spend money to go to Europe to marry an Oyibo. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he wanted me to marry an Oyibo woman. So he brought a one from Oyibo land to me. If God's plan is that you get married to an Oyibo, that is what is going to happen. It doesn't matter where you are in this world. God's plan must be fulfilled. That's why you must not lose your soul by chasing after the sankwash, you know we call them in Ghana, the rubbish. Don't run after the rubbish. Wait diligently before God. Protect your soul. Protect your honor. I will tell you. Protect your honor by being diligent with your God and you will see the hand of God. 
Because the God who says, I want you to participate and partake in my nature will not go and give you rubbish. Are you understanding me? If God says, partake in my nature, he will not go and give you a woman who is going to run away from you two years from now. Your marriage will be there until the day the Lord calls you or her. Amen? Your children will not become vagabonds. They will be raised in the power and authority of the word. Because you yourself are living it. They will look at what you are doing and they will see the clear example of Jesus Christ and his power and his demonstration of power in your life. And they will follow exactly that. Because it will be too attractive a life for them to abandon it and go and be looking for drugs. It will be too attractive for them to abandon it and be running after parties. That is what the Lord will do for every child of his who is determined not to run after useless things, not to run after nyamanyamatis, not to run after nchanchema, but you run after the one and only true king and only true Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you hang on to him and you say, Lord, I will live for you. I will let the world know that you are my king, that you are my Lord. He will prove himself more than able to accomplish what he wants to accomplish in your life. Amen? amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Even the baby is saying amen. amen. Oh, it is long, it's still hanging fine. The second thing that I want to tell you is to actively seek God first. Actively seek God first. Not actively seek God, but actively seek God first. When you seek him first, you give him first place in your heart. You give him first place in your life. You give him first place in every decision you make. When you say, God, I will make you my priority. I will ensure that every decision I take is first and foremost approved by you. You are putting God first. If my conversation with people is not anything that is bringing glory to God, end of story. No more conversation. Amen? Uh, have you heard that and this and that and that? Uh, is it coming from the Bible? Hello? Is it coming from the Bible? No? Okay, then I'm not part of that conversation. Amen? Stop wasting your time talking all the bullshit that is in the world. Talk what Jesus says. Talk life. Talk bread. Bread of heaven. Talk the water that brings and quenches all your thirst. Talk the Holy Ghost. Amen? Hallelujah. Talk who? Because it is he and he only who will satisfy every thirst in your life. Delight in him. Commit all your ways to him and he will ensure that your paths are set straight. He will ensure that every decision you are taking is in line with his word. The third thing is that you should never give up. Never give up. Don't say, I've tried once and it didn't work, so I stop. No. If it gets to a point that you think, I am tired of trying, then try this one. Pastor knows that. You uh, stop everything you are doing 
and fast for as long as it will take. When the time comes, God will reveal it to you. Amen? I say do what? Fast and pray. Go on your knees. Communicate with God. Talk with him. My son was always having, uh, that's my third, my third child, but my first son, <coughs> you know Tibet. He was always, uh, until he, he was four, on every birthday he was sick. On his, second, on his first birthday, we were in the hospital. On his second birthday, we were in the hospital. On his third birthday, we were in the hospital. So I said, ah, this is not normal. Oh. What is happening? This is not normal. How can me, a child of God, my own son, every birthday he's in the hospital? Yeah. What is wrong? So I went on my knees. I said, God, the fourth birthday, it will never happen again. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Three days. And God showed me what happened during his birth. Yeah. He showed me the picture. And I said, oh, so that's what happened. So I said, now, God, now that you have revealed to me what happened at his birth, now you are going to destroy it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In Jesus' name, that's the end of that story. Amen. My son has never been sick again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's never been sick again. Because Jesus, when he reveals, he reveals to redeem. He, re he reveals to do what? Allow God to re reveal things to you. Allow God to reveal things to you. And how do you do that? Seek him diligently and stop at nothing. Stop at nothing. Stop at nothing. Amen. Do you think it was easy for Joseph to remain constantly hooked on to his God mm. under all those trying circumstances? It wasn't easy. But he saw one thing. He saw that God had a greater purpose. And that the greater purpose was, one, to save humanity, and two, to glorify his name. Yes. So he held on to his God under all kinds of circumstances. When he was imprisoned unjustly, he did not blame God. He did not cry. No, he continued hanging on to his God until the prisoners came to him and said, hmm, you know what, we had a dream room, and uh, we don't know what it means. It, it's a bit troubling. And then he said, oh, it's not God who gives dreams. He's, he can also interpret. Tell me what it is. So he tells, and then he interprets, he translates, what does a dream mean? And then other guys, oh, me too, I also had a dream. What was God doing? He was working Joseph's way up to Pharaoh. Yeah. And then you will say, yeah, but those were very, very difficult situations. But God knows best. Amen. He knows how to bring you to Pharaoh. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. God knows how to bring you to the president of your country. Amen? Oh, yeah. Now, God knows how to make you president. Mm. Amen? Yeah. How many of you here want to be president? Mm. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So stop. Don't stop working for it. Don't stop working for it. Don't stop working for it. Because if God could bring Joseph to that point, where he became the prime minister of not only Egypt, but of the world at that time, he can make you become the president of your country. Yes. Amen? Yes. Because he knows what plans are good 
and best for you. And he knows which people to bring your way to let you come to that point. And I'm saying don't give up, and I've given two or three names here who worked hard when the whole world thought, oh, they can't achieve anything. Jack Ma is the, uh, what, uh, the, 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 the Chinese who started the Alibaba. Now he's the, one of the richest billionaires in China. Bill Gates is, remains the number one and richest man on earth because he went and sat in the backyard in the garage to think about how to make windows. Hmm? He started with doors and then he thought of windows. And after that, he thought of many other things. And today he's the richest man. And I mentioned here El Elizabeth Blackwell. Elizabeth Blackwell was the first woman doctor who was refused 29 different times that she would not be allowed because it was a man, a man-dominated world. Mm. And they said, oh, no, 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 this is not for women. And she persisted and persisted. And per mm. 29 times from all kinds of universities. Eventually, she became a doctor, yeah. the first female doctor. Yeah. That was because she was persistent. She was persistent. And she kept on praying. She said, my God wants me to do this. I will achieve it. Yeah. And she got there. Don't stop at anything. Because God's plans for you are higher than man's plans. It doesn't matter what the enemy thinks about you. It doesn't matter what your enemies think about you. God's plans are higher and stronger and purer. Hallelujah. Oh, you don't understand God's plans. Otherwise, you will shout and jump and scream and say, Oh, God, let this come to pass in my life. Amen. Amen. Even if God tells you that you will live for 50 years, what will you say? Suppose God tells you, today you will live for 50 years. What will you say? Huh? You will bargain for more. You will be jumping and say, I know I am going to live for an extra 50 years. So God, what am I going to be doing for all these 50 years? Now tell me year by year what I am supposed to be doing. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah? Yeah. Um, yes, that's a challenge to me, eh? because I say I'm going to live an extra 70 years from now, so I need to be asking God every year what am I supposed to be doing. Yeah. Hallelujah? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But I know God is faithful. Amen? Amen? If he says that he's giving me his nature, then he will ensure that I understand what he wants me to be doing every year yeah. until this life is over. Yeah. But I can guarantee you one thing, that at the end of every year, when I sit back and I look at what I have done, I will be able to say, God has been glorified. God has been honored. God has been lifted. Because he has enabled me not to put fear into people's lives, but to put love, but to put life, but to put hope, to put courage into people's lives. I was talking to a young lady that was in the service last Sunday in uh, Syracuse, where I was preaching. And uh, she said uh, after the service, uh, the Holy Ghost charged the place so much that people uh, didn't feel like they should do anything apart from pray. So they went into little groups and they were praying for each other, praying for each other, praying. They prayed for over one hour after the service. These are uh, Oyibos who are always looking for uh, their watch and then they are running home to go and drink their tea and coffee. But on that day, they were there and praying for an extra hour after service. Yeah. And then I went to talk to this young lady and I said, what has the Holy Ghost told you to do? And she said, 
I am too afraid. I am too afraid. You are too afraid of what? Yeah, what the Holy Ghost is going to use, how the Holy Ghost is going to, to use me. I am too afraid. It sound, it's looking big. And I don't think I have the courage and the, and the strength and the knowledge to do that. And I said, are you belittling God? If God says, if God has revealed to you, if God has spoken to you, that this is what he wants to do with you, yeah. who are you to say, I'm too afraid to be there? You rise after the occasion. You rise after the occasion. You rise after the occasion. And you say, Lord, here I am. Use me as you want. To close, let me tell you this. The world today is looking for a church that understands who God says they are. That is the one and single testimony that will convince anybody and everybody that we serve a living God. The world is looking for a church that is demonstrating the power of God. The world is looking for a church that is true to her word. So if the church says this is who we are, the world should see that what we say matches what we do. And I am laying this challenge to you today. God says he has given us the ability to partake in his nature. So go and sit down and write down every piece of word that describes God. Every single word in the word that describes God. Write them all down. I say, God, you are one. Creator, starting from Genesis chapter 1. God, you are merciful. God, you are kind. God, you are love. Write every single one of them. Write them down. And then, tell yourself this. Father, how am I going to prove to my nature, uh, to my neighbor, that this is who you are? How am I going to prove to the teacher of my son that this is who you are? I went to school some time ago. One of my kids were sitting in school in Benicom. And I was dressed in my beautiful African... Yeah, without this one. Uh, it's something similar to this, but it was without this one. So, and a small boy came up to me and said, why are you still wearing your pajamas? And I, I, I knelt down in front of him and I said, it is not my pajamas, it is my African dress. <laughs> and he says, oh, what is Africa? And I said, Africa is a continent. It's bigger than Europe. And that's where I come from. And uh, there we have, our dresses are like this. It, it resembles the pajamas that your father wears, but in our country, it is not a pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> then he said, but it looks beautiful. <laughs> and we became friends. Yeah. See, I'm, uh, I'm telling you this to explain a point. If the church today wants to win the world, we need to understand what questions they are asking oh, yeah. and answer them appropriately. Yeah. 
Amen? Amen. Understand what questions they are asking and answer those questions appropriately. If they are asking questions that demand that we reply them with miracles, hallelujah. Let the church rise up and respond with the miracles. Because God has laid those miracles in our hands. John 14, 12, greater works will you do than I am doing now, says Jesus Christ. Greater works will you do. If the world is asking for healing, let the church respond with healing. Let us show, let us demonstrate that we understand the questions that the world is asking. That is why we need to rise up and be our very best and let nothing stop us. As individuals, you can do it. As a church, we must do it. And it's very urgent now than ever because Jesus Christ is coming back soon. Jesus is coming back soon. So remember this. God gives us the ability, not for nothing. He gives us the ability to declare who he is. And go and you read in the Exodus chapter 31, verse 1 to 6, and you'll see what God gave to Basileo. He gave him all the abilities. He is giving you abilities. Read. In Deuteronomy 8, verse 18, it says, he's the one who gives the ability to make wealth. God gives the ability. So it is not you, it is not you who has to learn everything from books. No. Yeah, it's okay, you can learn it all from books. But I can assure you, you may know everything in your head and still not be able to implement it because you don't have the ability. But when you sit back and you converse with God and he opens up your mind and he opens up your faculties and he lays something into your hands, hallelujah, hallelujah, your hands will start twitching. You are like, you lay your hands on everything and they start turning into gold, amen? You lay your hand on people and they start getting well. You lay your hands on people and miracles start happening. You will be responding to the question that the world is asking. And that's the difference that you and I have to make. Okay, so this is going to be our challenge for this year. Church, we are going to ask God. Here in Vakningi, Lord, we want to make it very practical. Here in Vakningi, what question is the city, what question is the world asking that we as AGP haven't been able to discover or understand and give us the appropriate ability to answer it? Write it down. Write that question down. Lord, what question is Wagner asking? Because when we answer that question here in Wagner, I assure you, I guarantee you that the rest of the province here will hear of Christ. The rest of this province will hear of Jesus Christ. Yes. What is the city asking? What are the people here asking? And what answer are we going to give? We have the ability. Let's rise to that challenge. Let's rise to that challenge. Let's say, Lord Jesus, as of today, I am going to ask you earnestly and diligently, cause me to understand what question the world in Vakni is asking your church and give me the ability to understand that question, but above all, give me the ability to answer that question with whatever power it takes. Shall we rise? Shall we be on our feet? And we're going to talk to God. We're going to say, 
Lord, we want to make impact. We want to make impact on our world here. We want to make impact on our neighbors. We want to make impact on our fellow students. We want to make impact on our fellow workers. But how is that impact going to look like? I know you have the authority. I know you have the power. I know you have given me the mandate, the mandate to demonstrate that you are king of kings, that you are lord of lords, that you are a god who wants your name to be made great in this great city of Aachningen. You want me to demonstrate that you are the God who saves, that you are the God who heals, that you are the God who delivers, that you are the God. When you speak, no one can turn around and say it cannot happen. That you are the God who delivers ultimately. Say to yourself, God, I know this is who you are. And how am I going to answer the question of this world, of this city. Pray. Have a conversation with Christ. Have a conversation with Christ. Have a conversation with Christ. And say, Lord, do I know you enough? Have I discovered your power enough? Have I discovered your resources enough to be able to understand the questions that the world is asking? And am I able to answer those questions? diligently, faithfully, and with the power that it takes to convince the world around me that indeed you are the God who you say you are. Have that conversation with your Lord. Have that conversation with Christ. Have that conversation with Jesus. And say, Lord, I want to stick. I want to stand on my grounds. I want to stand on my ground. I want to stand on the ground that you have given me. And I want to answer every question authoritatively. I want to be able to say, Lord, you said until now I haven't asked anything, but I should ask and you will give. You have said that our Heavenly Father is so loving that he will not give us snake if we ask for fish. That he will not give us a stone if we ask for bread. But that if we ask for his Holy Spirit, he will pour it upon us. Today, say, Lord Jesus, that spirit whom you have desired to pour over your community, let me have it. Let me have it. Let me have it. Let me have him in fullness. Because without him, I can't answer the question that the world is asking. But I do want to answer that question genuinely. I do want to answer that question powerfully. I do want to answer that question convincingly. Because Stephen, when he spoke in the book of Ask, the, book, the Bible says, and everyone that he had conversation with could not confound him because Stephen was filled with the power and authority of the Holy Ghost from on high. God desires you to have that same authority. God desires you to have that same power. So you will not only have the mind of Christ, but you will be walking on a daily basis 
in step with the Spirit. Like Ephesians 5.18 says that you will not be filled with wine, you will not be drunk with wine, but you will be filled with the Holy Ghost. And in that authority, you will minister the Word of God. You will tell your testimony and people will understand that God is a God who is above everything and above everyone. So we receive your spirit. We receive him. We receive him. We receive him. We receive him, Lord. We receive him. We receive him who gives wisdom. We receive him who gives authority. We receive him who gives power. We receive him. We receive him. We receive him who gives unction. We give we receive him who gives guidance. We receive him who strengthens. We receive him who gives courage. We receive him. So that we may participate in your nature and so that we will answer the question that the world needs to hear. But our God is King of kings and Lord of lords. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Yes, we have been praying and say God fill us, but maybe you are not sure whether you understand what God filling you means. Then we need to talk a bit deeper when we finish this sermon. We'll be here and want to really talk about it. You don't understand what that means? Let's talk about it. And then afterwards, pray for you to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Because we need to explain to you what does it mean to be filled in the power of the Holy Ghost. If you don't understand that, wait. Don't run away. Uh, after you have eaten the Ghana people food, you come back in here. And let's pray. Let's talk about the power of the Holy Ghost. Let him fill your life. Let him make the difference. Because when he does, when he does, when he does, you'll be, you'll be excited. You will be excited. I was lying down in my bed and I was praying. I was just laughing and praying and praying and praying in tongues. And then my children, they heard me praying very hard and they, they said, oh, Father, Papa is talking Chinese. And I said, no, I'm not talking Chinese. <laughs> After I finished, I said, were you talking Japanese or Chinese? And I said, what do you mean? He said, you were praying and then there you were. I said, no, it was not Japanese. It was heavenly. You know? And when, when, when you do, you will feel, you will feel and feel inside of you the liberation and the power. Hallelujah. So don't go away until you have received him today. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's give Jesus a clap.